get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Would you like some more peace in your life? I got two hands raised. Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I'm here to help you live a life that's fearlessly free. So you can stop hiding. You can show up fully yourself. And you can fulfill your God-given purpose courageously. Now, personally, I'm always looking for peace. I am an Enneagram type nine. We are literally called the peacemakers. Adaptive peacemakers, by the way, because sometimes I'm looking in the wrong place for peace. I'm trying to make others happy so there's no conflict and then that's going to make sure there's no peace. But that that isn't true peace. We're continuing our series on five days of encouragement where I'm going to be reading you scriptures just to encourage you, just to lift you up. Because you know what? There are times in our life that is, that's just what we need. So today I want to read you scriptures on peace. But, but first, I want to talk about what biblical peace really means. The word shalom, which is Hebrew, it means wholeness. It is God's gift of wholeness, bringing his wellness and prosperity internally, internally, and externally. So internal peace, external. And it is a, it's soundness. It's because we're complete. We're at peace. We're in a state of wholeness, of perfect, because we're whole. That is the definition of shalom. People used it as a greeting, and that is what they spoke into people's life every time they did it. Can you use a little more shalom in your life? I know I can. I know I do. I love the meaning of shalom. It's wholeness. It's it's health and wellness and healing. And Zoe in the New Testament has a very similar meaning. It's the word that's used when you see eternal life. And Zoe means wholeness and health, both in the future and now, both physically and spiritually. I have always struggled with that the path of least resistance is going to bring me peace. But that, that rarely brings us peace. It's the path to true shalom that brings us true peace. It brings us healing. It brings us wholeness. And so right now, I just want to read some scriptures on peace to bring you some wholeness and healing into your life. So this is John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. This is Jesus talking. My peace I give you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Isn't that beautiful? 
let your hearts not be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Your peace is found in him. In Jesus. It, it, the, the peace that the world gives isn't real peace. But Jesus gives us real peace. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's Psalms 27 1. And I love Psalms because remember, most of these were written by David, a man that was running from Saul. King Saul, who was trying to kill him for years. And yet, he penned these beautiful songs. Pouring out things he was going through, struggles he was. And then he'd always come back to this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? No matter Who is coming against you right now? The Lord is your light and your salvation. We don't have to be afraid. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 6.34, Jesus was telling his disciples, Hey, don't keep focusing on What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're worried about that. He's saying, hey, man, don't worry about that. I, I, it makes me think of give us this day our daily bread. We're spending in, in, time in the moment and receiving from God what we need in this moment now. Because now is all we have. We don't have tomorrow. Tomorrow never really comes. Because as soon as we're in tomorrow, it's today. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Romans 12, 12. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob. He who formed you, Israel. Do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. And you are mine. What did Jesus do? Through his death and resurrection, he redeemed us. He summoned us by name. And we are his. I sought the Lord and he answered me. And he delivered me from all my fears. Psalms 34, 4. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Psalms 94, 19. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Psalm, or Philippians 4 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And you know what I love about this scripture? Is that Paul, when he wrote this, he was sitting in a Roman jail cell. 
And yet Philippians is full of more scriptures on joy than anything else he wrote. Rejoice in the Lord always. No matter what, no matter what's going on, we can rejoice in the Lord. And you know what? Again, I say rejoice. He's got to say it twice because he's got to remind us. We always need a good, I know I need a good reminder. Heather, it's okay. Pick yourself back up. Keep moving forward. Rejoice. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. That's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's fruit is these things. Love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. It comes from Him. It comes from Holy Spirit. And when we are abiding in the vine, abiding in Jesus, abiding in a relationship with God... These beautiful things are going to just come out of our life naturally. We naturally will bear fruit. Love and joy and peace. Peace that passes all understanding is what scripture calls it. Until now you have asked me nothing in my name. This is Jesus talking. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Remember, peace, wholeness, health, prosperity, internally and externally. It just doesn't mean money. Prosperity means that you're thriving as a person. Your life is thriving and bearing fruit. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. A joyful heart is good medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Proverbs 17.22 Joy brings that wholeness. It is like a medicine. There's been actual studies. And so many examples of people that literally laugh themselves to health. They laugh themselves to healing. And I'm talking like even cancer patients have done this. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. It brings us to a state where physically even it is unhealthy for us. But we can have joy and peace in all circumstances. Now, I didn't say for all circumstances. I said in all circumstances. And here's 1 Peter 1.8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. You know, we don't, we don't see God with our own eyes. But we experience him with all our being. We spend time with him and we're meditating on the word and we're sitting, maybe even in silence, just allowing him to fill you with his shalom, his peace, 
his wholeness, his health and wellness. See also, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. This is Jesus talking before he goes to the cross and he's telling his disciples what's going to happen. And they're sorrowful. They're sad. They're like, we've been with you for like three years and now you're going to leave us. And But because he went to the cross and rose from the dead, now he can be with us always. At that moment when he was in the flesh, he could be in one place at one time. But now he's with us always, even to the ends of the earth is what the scripture says. And no one can take that joy from us. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalms 118.24. I remember this one as a kid. This was like a song. But I would say this to myself over and over and over again. This was like the, I think this is one of the first scriptures I had memorized. Probably because it was a song first. And then all I had to do was just say it. But I would always use this. I actually, I'm, I still use it. It is actually so automatic. I forget. I wake up in the morning. I sit up in bed and I say this to myself. This is the day. It's going to be a good day. Day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. Each day is a new day. Each day we wake up is a day we woke up. Life. Enjoy it. Appreciate it. You make known to me the path of life. And in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is part of peace for us. Joy. Wholeness. Wellness. Here and now and in the future. These things I have spoken to you that your joy may be in you and your joy may be full. That was John fifteen eleven. By the way, he was talking about abiding in the vine. And as you abide in the vine, abide in Jesus, remain in Jesus, it creates that fullness of joy in our life. It produces fruit in our life, that fruit of the Spirit. Peace, love, joy, patience, all that good stuff. For his anger is but for a moment and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Psalms 35. Now this is interesting because I looked up the word anger. And this anger isn't talking about God being angry at us. It's God being angry at sin. Because think about it. When your kids make a mistake. When they do something that harms them. Maybe they got on drugs. They experienced, you know, got exposed to pornography. They, you know, went out and got drunk with their friends and went driving. 
whatever it happens to be. You know, they get in the wrong crowd. They get with the, the wrong guy or the wrong girl. And it takes them down a path. As a parent, doesn't your heart grieve for what hurts your child? It's not that you're angry at your kid. You're angry at the crap that's hurting your kid. And fathers the same way. This isn't anger, he's angry at us. He's just angry at the crap that's hurting us. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Isaiah fifty-five twelve. I remember my mom hung in onto this scripture. When my parents were separated, there was the three-year separation between my fourth and sixth grade year. And they both fell away from, from God for a while. And my mom came back first. And she felt like God told her, I'm not done with Kip and Sandy yet. And so she held on to Father's word for her, regardless of what was going on with my dad. She didn't chase him down. She just sat there and believed God and she prayed for him. And she clung on to this. That she would go out in joy and be led forth in peace. No matter what you're going through and what you're believing God for. Go out in joy and be led forth in peace. And I want to leave you with this last one. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. No matter what you're going through right now, that's your recipe right there. Rejoice always. No matter what. Now, it doesn't mean you have to rejoice for that circumstance. No, no, you don't have to rejoice for that circumstance. There are some circumstances that suck. They're crappy. They are horrible. And you wish you weren't in them. And that's okay. Even in the midst of that, we can rejoice in our God who is greater than our circumstances. And then pray without ceasing. That prayer is just conversation with God. It's a back and forth. It's You can talk through him throughout the day. Father is always right there. Literally, we are in the presence of God 24-7 because the spirit of the living God lives on the inside of us. So it's just a matter of talking. Moments of sitting in peace and appreciating Moments of gratitude, moments of joy, moments of sorrow. Because you know what? You could cry in his presence too. Just like David did. He did it all the time. Give thanks in all circumstances. Again, in all circumstances. Not for all circumstances. You don't have to be thankful for that crap that happens. Now, I fully believe God will turn it around for good. It talks about that in Romans. 
but he didn't cause it and he, you don't have to be thankful for it. Just know that he will get you through it and he will turn it around. For this is the will of God that is in Christ Jesus for you. That's our recipe for peace. I just want to pray for you right now. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I thank you for my friend listening. I thank you that your presence is right here with us. Father, I just thank you for a peace that passes all understanding to come over my friend right now. I thank you for a joy to fill their heart, their mind. Thank you for shalom, wholeness, wellness here and now, internally, externally, a completeness, a soundness. Thank you for Zoe life. Health and wholeness here and in the future, spiritually and physically. I thank you for it. Thank you for peace. Thank you for just embracing my friend, holding, loving, caring. Thank you, Father, for all you're doing in their life. In Jesus' name, amen.